Welcome to How to Be a Human Being in the World, the podcast that showcases the strength, resilience, and humanity in all of us and provides a space where you can embrace the messy parts of life. We've all got them and unapologetically be more of who you really are. I'm your host, Dr. Kathleen Young. I'm a psychiatrist, certified life coach, and I'm also a human, just like you. Pull up a seat as we bear witness to the healing, connection, and inspiration that comes from the stories of our lives. Welcome back to How to Be a Human Being in the World. I had a friend once say to me that regret is a wasted emotion. Wasted because you can't go back and change the past. And feeling regret and, you know, reviewing all these decisions that you made, it only makes you feel bad and makes you question the decisions you've made. And most of the time, at least for the people I interact with regularly and for myself, you know, we make reasonable, well-thought-out decisions. Yet, regret is an emotion that so many people indulge in, including me. It's almost like unavoidable, right? When you think about your past and wish that you had done something differently, you know, it's always there. And as I was preparing for this episode, what I realized is regret is a close cousin to disappointment, (laughs) which I did a whole episode on with my friend, Dr. Latifat. So it'll come as no surprise to hear that Regret is an emotion that I dislike very much. I don't like experiencing regret when I look back at my life, but I really don't like regret because the possibility of regret leads to so much indecision in my life, which is an area where I really struggle. I really struggle with indecision. And I would go so far as to say that I'm the queen of indecision. I don't know if I like saying that, but I really see myself as somebody who can get really stuck in indecision. I actually think it's a family trait because my brother can be the same way. We both tend to, ag- and probably my mom too, we both tend to agonize about decisions much more so than the average person, at least in my opinion. And I talk to a lot of people who have indecision. Um, I've never actually spoken to my brother about it. I just know that he does, you know, about why he does it. I just know that he does it. So I can't really speak to his reasons for indecision. But for me, indecision always boils down to not wanting to feel the regret of making the wrong decision. And I understand logically that there's no quote unquote right decision most of the time. I think there's like a saying that there's no right decision, only the decision you decide to make right. Or maybe some coach I follow or somebody said something like that. But it's true. You know, this idea that we get to choose how we want to think about any decisions we make and see them in whatever light we choose to see them in, right? So you can make a decision that, you know, seems like it turned out bad, you know, on the surface. But when you go back, and look at it, you can sometimes see why it was the right thing to do at the time. While that's true, <laughs> that I'm, I have the capability of shifting my mindset to see any decision as the right one for me, let's face it, most of us want to make the right decision <laughs> because it's seen as good in our society to do the right thing. That's what we've been taught from a very young age, that you should make the right decision that successful people make good decisions and do the right thing. 
that you're a good student if you get the right answer. You're a moral and good person if you do the right thing. And if you're a perfectionist like me, you probably feel more in control if you do everything the right way. That's what perfectionism is, right? It's this fear of doing the wrong thing. So you just keep doing it over and over again until you get it right. And so I was thinking about regret in more detail. And what I realized is that in so many cases, it often boils down to something pretty simple. We all want to avoid judgment, whether that judgment comes from yourself or other people. We all want to avoid judgment. We want to be seen as good by the people around us, as doing the right thing, as successful, as in all of these positive ways. And that is at the heart of regret. This idea that there was a better decision that would have been more favorable, that would have put you in a better light, whether it's with other people or even just with yourself. And I think that is what is at the heart of regret. And when I look at regret in my own life, don't ask me why I've been thinking about regret so much lately. I was, I was talking to my friend about doing this podcast and I was like, I want to do a podcast on regret. <laughs> I realize it sounds so negative and, and dark, but, you know, I think it's something that's very real for people, especially, you know, where in midlife where I am, you know, maybe because I'm turning 50 next year or whatever. It's something I've been thinking, you know, I've been thinking in general more about my own life and the decisions I've made. and you know, my life is full. My life is wonderful in so many ways. I don't take that for granted for a single second that I have so many wonderful things in my life. But I also have regret about some of the decisions I've made in my life. When I was thinking about what is it that I regret, you know, I could go on and on, right? But I have regret about ways that I've treated people in friendships and romantic relationships in particular. I have regret about not having had some hard conversations with people and instead letting friendships drift apart, you know, not being willing to hear what people had to say about me or not being honest about how I was feeling with other people. I have regret about stupid fights with friends that seem so trivial right now. I remember having this fight with my friends at dinner. It was so ridiculous and it led to so much drama on my part. I mean, looking back on it, I think I had some very clear reasons why I was so upset, but you know, it led to like a lot of tension in one of my really close friendships and we were able to clear the air. We actually did have a hard conversation about it, which was great. But looking back on it, it was like, why did I feel like I had to take a stand in that moment about that thing? I have regret about not trying harder to understand where people, where some people in my life were coming from, you know, I, I, and being so self-focused at times. We all do this. We all kind of approach our relationships from our own perspective. And, you know, as I've studied relationships more and more, I realize that when you can shift into the perspective of the other person, it really helps to um, facilitate you know, a better interaction and better communication. So I have regret about that. I have regret about not getting married (laughs) in my late twenties, early thirties, when I was in a really solid relationship and I had a real opportunity to marry someone who would have probably been a, a really great husband in a lot of ways, but I was young and 
not sure about what I really wanted in my life. I wasn't sure that I wanted children. In fact, I was very clear that at that moment I didn't want to have children. I wasn't really sure about what I wanted. You know, I was kind of on this path, but not very clear about where I wanted to live and what I wanted to do and all these things. So committing to a marriage felt really overwhelming. And I have regret about getting married to the person I actually did marry because of the way it turned out. I have regret about waiting until I was 41 to have a child, (laughs) which in some ways has been a good thing. You know, it's a mixed bag. Um, And not absorbing more of the moments when my son was really young. You know, those moments that go by so fast that everybody talks about. But I didn't absorb as many of them as I wish I had because I was tired and overwhelmed, you know, being a single working mom to a newborn. Sometimes, sometimes this changes. I have a love-hate relationship with New York City, but sometimes I have regret about moving to New York, about not leaving New York after fellowship and living somewhere else and all the ways that my life would be better if I didn't spend my adult life in New York, which, you know, I'm going to go on and say more about. And I'm very, very conflicted about this one over the past year. I'm sort of in the in the love phase of my love-hate relationship with New York. But the list goes on and on. I could have regret about where I went to college, although, in, you know, I don't. But there are some ways in which, you know, I've had some question about how my life would be different if I had made a different choice. And when I think about all of these things I just listed out, what they all have in common is that I have the belief that if I had done things differently in these situations and made different decisions, that my life would be better in some way, some part of my life would be better, or that I would have had a better experience. But when you really peel that back, would my life be better if I had done something different? Who knows? Like, I have a pretty great life right now. In a lot of ways, I have a life that many people would like or love to have or at least parts of my life, not every part, but there are things in my life that people would really want. You know, I don't have everything I want, as you can see, because I have regret, but I have many things, if not most of the things that I want. But more importantly, as with anything, there are no guarantees that I would actually be happier now had I made different choices. And when I look closely at my list of regrets, I'm I'm sure there are other regrets I had. That's just the list I came up with, you know, off the cuff. But when I look closely at that list, what's really embedded in there, I mean, I even said some of these things as I was listing them, is are many positive things that have also come from these decisions. You know, many positive aspects of my life have come along with the decisions that I've made that maybe I regret. But I think that these regrets are a reflection of what I've been taught to believe is the right way to live and do things. What we've all been taught is the right way to live and do things in order to have a happy life, that there's a formula for a happy life, you know, particularly when it comes to relationships and marriage and children and careers. You know, I had somebody talk about how, you know, they went to a professional school and then you know, kind of gave up practicing law to go do something totally different and are really, you know, that person is really happy now, but I think never really thought about, you know, 
all of the conflicted feelings that she had about it because, you know, we're taught that like be having a professional degree and, you know, being an attorney or a doctor or whatever is this thing that you should strive for. And if you go do something else that seems more mundane, that like that's sort of a waste of all your education or whatever. Um, and so anyway, you know, I think our society values marriage and children and wealth and prestige. And if you don't have those things, it can be very easy to feel less than or not worthy and to start to regret some of your decisions, even when your decisions turned out okay. And, and I love this power of and, I've been reading this book lately, and in it she talks a lot about, about the power of and. You know, I know so many people who have these things that I feel like I don't have and still aren't happy and wish that they had a different life. So think about that. Like I have regret about certain decisions because I don't have certain things. But again, there's no guarantee that if I had them that I would be happier or more satisfied in my life. But most importantly, I may have said that already because I like to say most importantly, (laughs) what I know now and what I hope will be helpful for you to hear as you sift through your own regret is that life is messy. It's messy because we're all human and there's no one out here doing it perfectly. And because of that, we're not always going to feel great about every decision we make but it doesn't mean we made the wrong decision. Life is happening to you exactly as it should be happening, and it was never meant to be different. That one thought right there that life is happening exactly as it should be happening has been life-changing for me. You know, I never really thought about my life in that way until I, you know, I I got more in, involved in coaching and really thinking about these thoughts that I have about my life and how much they impact how I feel about my life. But having that thought that life is happening exactly as it should be happening has been life-changing for me. But it's the thought that so many people resist. So many people look back and have regret because they believe that their life should have been different. But it was never going to be different. And that's the reality of all of our lives. No matter how we feel about our decisions, Life is happening exactly as it should be. And this is the life that I'm supposed to live. And when I can drop into that belief, when I can really be with that, I can stop arguing with reality, you know, and and start accepting what is in my life. Not what could have been, but what is without having to make it different. And I'm better able to see that 50-50 of my life. Now, I don't know if I've spoken on the podcast about the 50-50 of life. I thought at one point about doing an episode on it because I think it's a really important concept. But what I'll say about it quickly in case I haven't is that that life is 50-50. There's a balance of good and bad in all of our lives and our experiences. So in our life in general, and then within our life, in our careers, and our relationships, and where we live. There is a balance of good and bad. We have a range of emotions and a range of experiences, both good and bad. And it often comes down to what we choose to focus on, like how we feel about any of these things comes down to what we choose to focus on, whether it's we're focusing on the good things that are happening or the bad. And I'll admit it. While that's all true, sometimes it can be hard to see the 50% of life that's positive, but it's always there. 
And I can see it more clearly when I accept myself and my decisions. Acceptance is what helps me let go of regret. And it helps me make room to see the parts of my life that are great, the parts about my life that I love and that I may not have right now had I made a different decision or a different choice. Now, this isn't always easy to do, even for me, and I practice this all the time. It's not easy to drop into acceptance, but I promise if you can do it and when you can do it, it really helps and it really will help you move through regret so much faster and not indulge in it and not sit with it so much. You know, that's, that's one aspect of regret. And while all of what I just said is true, And what I fundamentally believe, that life is happening exactly as it should be and that we have no guarantees that different choices and a different life would have been better. These are all the reasons to let go of regret and not indulge in it. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the potential or avoiding the potential of regret can actually be useful. So I do think it's important not to indulge in regret and to let go of it, but there is a way that Thinking about not wanting to have regret as your decision-making can be useful. So I was talking to a good friend of mine about doing this podcast. I said, you know, I want to do this podcast on regret. And she thought about it and then texted me later and said that, you know, some of the best decisions she's made in her life have been in an attempt to avoid regret. Because like me, she hates regret and feels like it's wasted or it's a waste. And she went on to name some big decisions for her life that she's made as a result, you know, in terms of her career and her family and, you know, big choices she's made. And that hit me, you know, because I wasn't really initially going to talk about this. I was just going to really talk about how you accept that life is happening exactly as it should be happening. But I realized this is an aspect of regret that's actually really important to talk about. So, Like I mentioned, regret is not always useful for me because I can get trapped in the indecision of it all. (laughs) So I have to work on that a little bit. But it has been useful when I think about the bigger picture of my life and the ways that I've made decisions as, you know, an attempt to not want to look back and have regrets about choices that I've made when I've stepped back and say, you know, like, I don't want to regret not taking certain risks in my life. And, you know, I thought about that, like, what are those things? And they're almost like similar to my other lists. You know, I didn't want to regret not having a child when I turned 40 and I didn't, you know, I wasn't married and I didn't, hadn't had children, but I felt like I really didn't want to miss out on that experience. I decided to have a child on my own at 41, even though it felt really daunting. And there were lots of reasons why I could have talked myself out of doing it. I'm glad that I did it. You know, I'm glad that I quit my jobs, you know, like, I don't even know, 17 years ago. I mean, I opened my private practice like 17 years ago, but really like a year later or maybe two years later, you know, really decided to go all in on myself and just devote all of my time to my private practice and just just double down on it. And, and it was a great decision, even though at the time, you know, I wasn't full and I wasn't sure, you know, I was living in a very expensive place and I wasn't sure how it would go, but it went well. Becoming a life coach has been really 
an amazing experience for me. But it was a risk. You know, I had to really kind of go in all, all in on that, even though I had some questions about it. Getting married, <laughs> even though I had doubts <laughs> about the relationship, and it may not have turned out to be amazing, there was a lot I learned from it. And I wouldn't change that. Getting divorced, going to medical school, moving to New York City, buying a house. I had so much agony about buying a house and committing to that. Um, there's so many decisions that I was unsure of at some point. But they were all decisions that have taught me a lot and have impacted my life in profound ways. Decisions that I made in an attempt to avoid regret that have really benefited me. Like I had all this agony about buying a house. I was thinking about this as I was writing this out. Should I buy this house? Should it do this? Blah, 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 blah. Am I rushing into the decision? And I really just came down to, I don't want to regret not doing it, not having tried it. So regret is both. <laughs> maybe the 50-50, maybe this is the 50-50 of regret. It's both good and bad. It can be a negative emotion that causes you to feel bad and beat yourself up about your decisions or wish your life were different in ways you can't change at this point. And the desire to avoid regret can also lead to making some of the best decisions of your life or becoming a good decision maker. It's both. And I'm speaking from experience I, as someone who hates regret, but when you can embrace this duality of regret and use it to your advantage, whether that is to accept the regret and allow yourself to better see all the ways your life is good, if not better, because of the decisions you've made, even if you'd still go back and do things differently, or you use regret and your desire to avoid it to make big, bold decisions in your life, when you can see the ways that it's both good and bad, you'll be able to process and move through it so much more quickly and be so much less hindered by it. And I've been thinking about this for my own life. You know, I, I am really been working on indecision because it is such an albatross for me at, at times. But I've been working on indecision. And as I'm as I'm recording this episode, I realize if I can process the, the possibility of regret and move through it, it actually is going to free me from indecision. So if you can do that, if you can really see regret for the opportunity that it is, both good and bad, it's really going to help you so much. So that's all I have for this week. If you have any questions about regret or any aspects of it, you want me to go back and cover in more detail, feel free to reach out. But that's all I have. I will talk to you next time. Are you ready to have the life you actually want instead of the life you think you should want? Or maybe you just want to start having more fun. Either way, I can help. Head on over to my website, www.drkathleenyoungcoaching, that's Kathleen with a K, dot com. Or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at drkathleenyoung.coaching. You can sign up for a free consultation on my website and we can talk about the life you want to create and see whether group or one-on-one -on -one life coaching is right for you. Midlife doesn't have to be a crisis. It's never too late to create the rest of your story. Thanks for listening to this episode and see you next time.